This is the weekly sermon from Church of the Holy Trinity, a Reformed Episcopal parish of the Anglican Church in North America in Houston, Texas. Please join us on Sundays at 8.15 and 10.30 a.m. for Holy Communion and visit us on the web at holytrinityrec.org. Please enjoy the sermon. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. For his merits, his merits. This line from the last part of the Colic Prayer for this Easter vigil, this Easter even, speaks of how everything, all things, are accomplished in and through our Savior Jesus Christ. You think about it, in our lives, much of life is based upon some sort of merit system. Whether it's finances, whether it's our sports, it doesn't matter. We base our lives upon merits, our grades. It doesn't matter what it is. It seems like life is full of some sort of keeping tally of how well we're doing or how bad we're doing. The word merit means to deserve, to be worthy of. We're taught throughout our lives, if you just pull yourself up, if you just work hard enough, you deserve good things. If you do what you're told, you'll go far in life. If you disobey, you'll be disciplined. These are all merit-based exchanges. All things we're used to hearing. Yet as Holy Week teaches us year by year, we as sinful humans do not even have the option of raising a merit card in the air before Almighty God. We can't rely on the systems as we do in this world where many good points outweigh maybe one or two slip-ups. God calls for, no, God demands perfection. This perfection is beyond reach as seen in our merit-based system, in our merit-based world where failure is always in the mix. It doesn't matter what endeavor at some percentage. It's just part of our makeup as sinful human beings. This evening, let us look through the lens of the Colic Prayer tonight and the lesson of Holy Scripture that we read a few moments ago based on Holy Baptism in the eighth lesson in Romans chapter 6 and how indeed all that we have in Jesus Christ, which is everything, is by His merits. First, it's important in renewing our baptismal covenant as we just did to see the significance of this holy sacrament. As Romans 6 verse 3 states, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? For his merits means we identify ourselves in him through our obedience, through what we just did a few moments ago in renewing a baptismal covenant, renewing our vows to obey to obey our King and our Savior. He commanded, he gave the church two sacraments, baptism and communion, which we will celebrate in a little bit. 
in submitting to baptism into Jesus Christ, into his death, we take the name of God upon ourselves. Christ bears, Christian. This is a death to this world, to the flesh, to the devil. To promise, as we promised again tonight, to never serve these things again as our God's over Almighty God. It is for his merits that we are given an entrance into the church. And that is why we have the baptismal font at the entrance of the church to symbolize our coming into the sanctuary, being allowed into the sanctuary, giving entrance through his merits. The merit-based system, this merit-based system is something we cannot figure out on our own. We cannot come to perfection as sinful human beings. We must rely on Jesus alone for this entrance. Second, as our collect and lesson from Romans 6 implies, our baptism means we are in submission to Jesus Christ as King and His Word, to His work within us continually as we prayed tonight, mortifying our corrupt affections. This is what we submit to in holy baptism. It's not just a trite ceremony where we can go on and live our lives as we please. No, it is to bow the knee for eternity to Jesus Christ, for him to work upon us in this life. Jesus gave us his body, the church, for this, for this work throughout our lives. This is why connection to the holy church is important for all of us. Movements of afoot in the church, as we've seen throughout history, as we see today, that try to distance believers from each other to be individuals or individual families disconnected from the rest of the church are harmful. Mortification of our corrupt affections takes the entire church, all of us, beyond the individual, beyond the individual family. This is why in church history, the concept of Holy Communion as given by Jesus Christ is meant for the entire body of Jesus Christ gathered together to worship. The picture, if you think about it, of the Last Supper of Jesus instituting the new Passover was not Jesus gathered around a table with his blood family, his mother, and his relations only but around his future church that we be commissioned at the next Pentecost to spread the gospel throughout the world. He was gathered around the family of God, all of us. The Hebrews looked in the time of Jesus, unfortunately, to their blood heritage, their race heritage, as their merit card to wave in front of God, thinking they had an in with God. Instead, we as God's people have an end with God through Jesus Christ as he continually works upon our hearts. Going beyond family blood bonds to the entire world, all peoples, all races, all nations, as the adopted sons and daughters of God. This is why just as holy baptism, holy communion as a covenant renewal service is meant to be in the context of the church family gathered together in worship. Yes, such can occur in the house church where many different families gather together. The idea of the body of Jesus draws us all together that submit to our risen Lord 
in baptism and are actively seeking Jesus to mortify our sinful affections. We need the entire body of Christ gathered for mutual support, mutual prayer and help in this life to live under our King, our risen King, submitting together to his work in our hearts to proclaim what we celebrate at this moment, to proclaim resurrection. The call of Jesus is what we read at the end of Romans 6, 4. We too might walk in the newness of life. The newness of life is for his merits, calling us increasingly to love him through loving our neighbors and loving even our enemies in the manner that he teaches us, not in the manner we feel. This night, in renewing our vows of baptism, we consider anew verse 11 of Romans 6. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That resurrection imagery. Those that want to cling to their worldly lifestyles to reject Jesus Christ for self-gratification are those stuck in death and falsehood. Their only intent is to devour fellow sheep, to drag others down with them, to live in the grave and not to be risen in Christ. As 1 Peter 5 verse 8 through 9 reminds us the importance of being vigilant in Christ and what he has done for us. Where Peter said, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. It is our role as the church to be wary of such, to resist such, to stand firm in the faith, the faith that we all renewed tonight in the Apostles' Creed. Part of the mortifying of our sinful affections of the flesh is that we stand in Christ, that we stand in the truth of the resurrection. We gather together in public places as we do tonight to proclaim this message, to proclaim a risen Savior that changes our lives daily, that raises us up daily in forgiveness. Lastly, is seen in the Colic Prayer, and that through the grave, the gate of death, we may pass to our joyful resurrection. The life we live is as follows in Romans 6, 8. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. This life submitted to Jesus culminates in our own passing into his holy arms through the grave, through the gate of death. And eventually on that last great day to share in his joyful resurrection. Our lives of faith teach us the importance of striving and contending to the end in Jesus Christ for his merits that cover us. Our lives of faith teach us through the wisdom of the church year, the value of time, the value of setting aside time to mourn, to repent, to see and remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. Times of anticipation and times of rejoicing. 
They all serve the roles of reminding us of what we promised at baptism. To live Jesus and to die to self constantly. May we on this Easter even fully and truly appreciate with gratitude all Jesus Christ has given us. After all, he keeps us. He sustains us. He fosters us our entire lives for a continual growth in him. It is by his work that we are saved. It is by his resurrection that we are saved. It is by his merits that we are saved. Let us close this night with these words from Romans 6 verse 5. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Amen.